and welcome back to the Young Shanks podcast. I'm starting a new series, and I don't know why I've not been doing these like ever since, but I'm calling this series Creative Grace. It really bases most of it on God leading Israel out of Egypt and Israel, and also uh, how God brought them out of Egypt and made them to the promised land. So, recently I've been reading these because right now I'm on the journey to read from Genesis to Revelation. And it's it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. I liked it. I'm going to be talking about a lot from Exodus 3 and Exodus 4. So, like, I'm not going to talk, like, really, like, on their verses. I'm just going to summarize it for you a little bit. But what I want to focus on right now is the character we know, Moses, right? Moses, probably one of the greatest leaders besides Jesus in the Bible. Probably is the greatest leader in the Bible. I mean, he was the guy that led, led everything. He did a lot. And well, while I'm reading these chapters and reading Exodus through all of this, it's like, I've seen that like Moses wasn't this guy that we know today. Like this guy was not very fluent with talking. This guy was not very, he wasn't very, he wasn't really Jewish. He was a Jewish man, but he was lived in a family of Egyptians. So he wasn't even like in the slavery, which they were in. And just to summarize it, Egypt has Israel enslaved. So they're just a bunch of slaves now. So I'm going to talk about the scene of the burning bush and what God was calling to Moses. So, here we go. We're looking at Exodus 3. So, God, he went to Moses and he was like, All right, Moses, like, you, I caught your attention with this burning bush. Now, this is holy ground and that you need to take off your sandal because this is her holy ground. And... The whole holy, the whole holy like, uh, system, the, the way holiness works is a system that I'm gonna bring up later on in this series. But it's it, it's it's a good one. But God tells them that it's holy ground to take off your sin. This is what God tells Moses. He tells us, "All right, I heard my people that are enslaved and they're slaves now. So Moses, I want you to help them lead them out of there." And I want you to tell Pharaoh that, hey, Pharaoh, my people need to worship in the promised land. And I I need them to worship in the mountains for a bit. But then Moses, this guy, he responds with, who am I to talk to Pharaoh? I'm just this low being. I'm like his daughter's adopted son, kind of. So, like, why? Well, who am I to do that? And also, I recently killed one of the masters of the Jewish people. I kind of skipped over that part, but he did. He just got done killing a the master of a Jewish people. So right now, King the king and Moses are not very in good terms right now. So he's like, who am I to do this? But then God responds with, I'll be with you. All right, like, you'll be fine, okay? Trust me. I am God. I'm lighting this bush on fire and it's not burning up like don't don't you think that i won't let you burn up when you talk to pharaoh so he's like all right just tell them to worship 
worship me as kind of in the mountains. But then Moses, again, says, who am I going to tell these people, like, because all these, all the gods that the Egyptians believe and everyone else that believes around us have names, like, 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 Zeus, Baal, all these other names. So, what do I call you? And then God was like, I, here's, here's something simple. I am God. There's no other God. God is not this, this, like, category of being. I, I am one God. There's only one God. So, y'all been corrupted with this mindset of there's there's like the category of God and being but I am God I am just only God and tell them that I'm the God of Jacob I'm the God of Abraham I'm the God of Isaac so two times already Moses is like oh wait I can't but how about this wait oh, oh how, about, how about this two times already but then right after that he God tells them, all right, tell the Pharaoh that I'm going to punish them if they do not let you go. But just showing how sovereign God is, God says the Pharaoh would not agree with these standards. He's not going to agree. So I'm going to say plague after plague after plague. But then Moses were like, all right, so, so you want me to go up to the king? which I'm with bad terms with right now. You want, you want me to go up to him. You want him to tell them that free the Jewish people. So not only am I this guy that's going to kill one of, the Egypt, uh, one of the Egyptians, now you want me to go up to him and say, hey, let the Jewish people go run free? So he was like, all right. So who is he to believe that I'm, I, this is really God? Like God literally told me, to let these Jewish people leave, like leave, like how am I gonna convince Pharaoh to let these Jewish people free? God responds, "Is that a staff in your hand?" Basically, God said, "Like," and then Moses like, "Yeah, it's a staff." And he said, "All right, give me, give me the staff." So God took the staff and he told Moses to drop it onto the ground. And Moses did and then dropped it into a snake. So he turned the staff into a snake. And God said, if the Pharaoh does not believe you, drop the staff. You know, it turned into a snake. So he was like, all right. But Moses was about to say another word, I bet. He was about to say something else. But God's like, if he doesn't believe that, put your hand in your cloak and your hand will become white as snow. If he doesn't believe the snake thing, he probably will believe the white snow thing. So like, all right, deal. So God was, uh, Moses was like, okay, okay. But he says, but Moses was like, dude, this is not the job for me. Moses' in his head like, oh my gosh, why is God choosing me? What is going on? So he said, God, I'm not good at speech. Though. I'm not good. I'm not a good talker. I'm not talented with people. These people barely know me. Like, who am I to go up to them and say, "Hey, uh, uh, y'all need to leave and pray to God, and y'all need to worship Him." Like, I don't have a big reputation with them, and it's just like this thing where, like, showing that, like, "Hey, God, you're choosing the wrong person here." All right, 
I don't know what's going on through your mind, but I don't know why you chose me. But I have no, no plus sides on this right now. I am just this random royalty Jewish dude that then you chose this royalty Jewish dude to be a leader of slaves. Like, I don't know what you want. But God says to Moses, who gave people mouths? Who gave people the ability to be deaf or to hear or to be a mute? Who gives people sight and does not give them sight? Is it not me? Is it not who? Is it not God? Is it not who I am that does these things? So he's basically saying, Moses, look, I am higher being. Don't you don't limit my power. Don't limit my power to think that God can't work through my flaws. God can definitely work through your flaws and make your flaws turn into blessings, right? He can make your flaws into talent. And he's 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 well he's real good at that. But then Moses just gets desperate here. This is how bad Moses did not want to do this. This guy was filled with anxiety and he's filled with his mind just telling him stuff. So he said in his mind, he says, God, can you just please send someone else? Please let someone else do the talking. Like, I appreciate you choosing me and you giving me all this stuff. Like, you giving me this authority. But God, can you please just see someone else, dude? I'm not good for this. So God said that, all right, here, how about this? We'll let your brother Aaron talk and you will tell him what to say, right? So this whole back and forth with God and Moses really does not line up to what we believe in Moses, right? Like, when we think of Moses, he's just big leader, this leader that was so wise and he was full of, he was filled, filled with Israel pride. He was a big Israel guy and he really was just this fluent talker and he could do all these things. And yes, he does become that eventually. But in the beginning, he was filled with flaws. He had no talents of becoming a leader. He had nothing that looked like, hey, this guy can be a leader. But God chose him. So, why do I, what, what, what do we get from this, right? I, the, I never heard the last time I ever heard that God wants to take us Americans out of slavery. Because we're not in slavery. So, how can we take this story and apply it to our lives. Well, I want to give y'all three takeaways. And the first takeaway I want y'all to get is that God uses the flawed. God does not need a talented person to be used by him. And God says, do not limit his power. He can work through your flaws. Don't be so prideful that he can't work through your flaws. He can work through them. He can make those flaws turn into talent. Okay? Just like he did with Moses. He can do so much things with your flaws. Second takeaway I want you to get from this is that this God that we trust and this God that we believe in is so much more unique than any of this, any other religion, right? Think about all the people that God used throughout the Bible. He used Abraham 
if this guy Abraham, if you really want to see how this guy was not this perfect big being, just look at uh, look at Genesis twelve. If you if you want to see how evil these people were, not only evil but like unflawed they are. This Abraham, David, he killed a soldier and he committed adultery. Moses, flawed. He wasn't very good at talking. Samson, he became prideful. He became full of himself. All these people he chose. Peter, all, Paul, every single one you look at, except for Jesus, had a flaw. So, you been having a flaw and you feeling that you aren't worthy enough to speak and share, welcome to the club. Because every single priest and every single person that speaks out has had that same feeling. And if they disagree with that, they're lying. Because I do too. Everybody does. It's something that comes with it. But God works through those flaws. God works through them. So, God is a very unique God that can work. He works with flawed people. He doesn't work with perfect people. The third thing I want you to get from this is that your job is to get them in the door. Right? The way I describe sharing and our job of sharing the gospel is just like this. In a museum, right, there's the greeter greets someone to the museum and the museum tourist, the, the guy that does all the things. So he says, all right, over there, that's where slavery was around. And after that, that was during the big parts of America, Civil War and a lot of World War II. And it, this, it, the guy knows all these facts and you could ask him any question. And when you ask him, he can give you an answer about it. This guy has all the info. But the greeter, I'm not even sure he knows a single thing. You know, he probably is just there just to just be there and just greet them and say, hey, welcome to the museum. Like, hey, dude, like, welcome here. Do a lot, have fun time. And like, here's a pamphlet, maybe. So these greeters' job is not to like explain everything. Their job is just to greet them into it. That's the way I see sharing the gospel. Our job is not to give them all the information. Our job is to get them in the door, greet them. Like, hey, you know, my God, Jesus is, can save you from their sins. And he, he's the only way to have, get out of pay. He's the only way to pay your debt. He's the one that can pay your debt and like, hey, I've experienced this, so I want to experience it too. And he gets you inside the museum. And who's the tourist then? Who's the one that tells everybody, like, has all the information? The Bible. The Bible is the tourist. To show them all the exhibits, to show them every little thing, to show them every information they ever need on this belief that we have let's pray god thank you for 
letting me get a little bit of attention from this person across the screen. I mean, I know like barely anybody listen to this. Anybody really cares about this. But Lord God, thank you for gathering a little bit of attention to somebody. Lord, help this message that I did not create myself, but you did, Lord. Lord, help this reach this person. That know that you are flawed for a reason. Because you're built that way. Because humanity is already broken. But through your son, we don't need to be broken anymore. That we are free from any sin. And we can live with you and have a great relationship with you. God, thank you for letting me do this. Thank you for letting me have a letting me be part of your plan, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Christ's name I pray. Amen.